Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you here on this Tuesday night. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at JMCH316 at the D. Lewis for real. Uh, we will have Rankham coming up at 1040 this evening. Braves are in a weather delay right now, so no update as far as a specific start time. So we'll see what uh, what happens there. But the Braves are in a rain delay right now, so they have been delayed from the start of this game. This United Look at All Things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. Now, pro football focus. We've been going through these rankings of the top 32 players at the various positions. Day-Day, they have the top 32 centers in the NFL going into this season. Do you think that Drew Dahlman did or did not make the list. <laughs> that would be bad if he did not make the list. Uh, so I'm going to say yes. Yes, he did, and I I am shocked. Really? At this, he shocked came, at that he made it, or where he is? Uh, both, but <laughs> especially where he is. He came in at number 13 on this list of the top 32 centers. In only his second year in the league, Dolman ranked 11th among centers with a 69.5 pro football focus run blocking grade. There's room for improvement in pass protection, where his 27 total pressures allowed were the fifth most at the position. But if he can do that, then he is set for another impressive season. He's also got to learn how to hike the football, too, though. Um, oh, look at this. Creed Humphreys rated as the number one center, huh? And he was a second-round pick out of uh, Oklahoma, and he's protecting uh, – um, he's protecting uh, uh, Pat Mahomes, huh? How about that? Oh, sorry, that's another one of those interesting, you know, things, huh? But guys like that don't make a difference, right? I mean, he's only the number one center, and you know they have a great offense on. But anyway, but I, I'm amazed, amazed that, and again, they have their guys, and they like some of their guys. I'm amazed that he is number 13. Do I think he's the 13th best center in the NFL? Not a chance. And, again, this is one of those times where 
we probably watch because we watch more Falcons football than they do that you get a little bit jaded on some of these things. Um, again, I think he should make the list, and he definitely played better as the year went along. But 13th, that makes him a top-half center. Does he look like a guy who's a top-half center in the NFL right now? Does he look like a guy who's in the top half of the league at that position? I would tell you no, but again, they like some of their guys. And, you know, look, he is a good run blocker, and he's a guy that, you you again, his problem is, just like what Matt Hennessy's problem is, they're undersized. And when you start pass protecting, that's when the flaws and the warts come out. Same thing with Caleb McGarry. If you can keep them in their lane and you can keep them narrow-focused and let him play in a phone booth where he's moving forward all the time, then you've got your shot. Oh, and by the way, he plays arm-in-arm with the best interior offensive lineman in the NFL and Chris Lindstrom, or at least one of the two or three best interior offensive linemen in the NFL. Certainly is an excellent guard. And he got paid that way. But, again, we saw two years ago what happens when you have two guys that are not very good in Jalen Mayfield and Matt Hennessy play side by side. You can get away with one of those guys. You're not going to sneak around in the NFL and get away with two of those guys, and especially if they stand side by side. So, again, I'm, I'm amazed um, I, I think that's a really high rating for him, where usually a lot of the Falcons players don't have high rankings in these kinds of lists. But, hey, interesting to see. And, uh, obviously, look, he's a guy that, you know, you hope that he takes that big step because, again, you know, standing next to Bergeron, who's going to be learning the position and learning to play interior offensive linemen, we've got to have some stability at that center position. All right. Uh, our buddy Bucky Brooks has got his all-NFL breakout team on the defensive side of the football. He's got Gregory Rousseau, George Karloftis, uh, Deontay Wyatt, uh, Derek Brown, Nicobe Dean, and then also on this list of linebackers is Caden Ellis. The former special team standout created a buzz in league circles last season with his strong performance as New Orleans uh, New Orleans third linebacker and emergency fill-in for Pete Werner. Ellis notched six of his seven sacks over the Saints' final nine games, showing the football world that he could thrive as a full-time starter. After inking a three-year, $21.5 million deal with the rival Falcons, the former seventh-round pick could put up the kind of numbers that make him a household name by the end of 2023. Now, that's high praise. That's, I mean, there's there's good news being floated by all these NFL analysts here. Uh, look, if you look at what his contract projection said it was going to be, and again, until you put pen to paper, everything is a crapshoot. But what his projection was, was that he, again, was a guy that was probably in that five, five and a half million dollar range it turned out that he was averaging over seven million dollars a year so again you can say the Falcons overpaid for him but 
you know, again, I don't know what overpaying. I'm when it's only when it's only three for twenty one and a half. I don't know if you overpaid for a guy, but certainly the numbers were not. Certainly the numbers were lower for what was expected for what he was going to sign. And again, he's had one good year in four. That's the only thing that scares me. Is yes, again, you can catch the league off, you know, as a surprise, you know, in that in that one year. But can you do it consistently? Can, can you can you catch the league off guard, or are you so talented that you're above and away, you know, some of these other guys in the league? So again, it, it will be interesting to see. I think Caden Ellis is going to play in a couple of different positions. You know, we hear the obviously the term, the the buzzword, you know, positionless football. But Ellis can play some inside. He can play outside. And I think he's going to get a chance to rush the quarterback. I, I think that if you look, that he's going to get that shot to rush the quarterback and get after him. And look, we need all the guys we can get to have six or seven sacks. We need as many guys as humanly possible to find their way to getting six or seven sacks. I want 10 guys with six or seven sacks. How about that? I'll I'll take not having a guy in double digits if you can tell me 10 guys average seven sacks. I need 10 players to average seven sacks. Tell me that, and then I'll feel good about it. But, again, high praise for Caden Ellis. Um, You know, high praise for him. So, you know, it's, again, more good news out of uh, the Falcons' camp. All right, let's spend the trifecta of good news. Um, Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football has his top five breakout wide receivers of 2023. So this upcoming season, these are the five guys that Peter Schrager has as his breakout candidates. Garrett Wilson, number one. Wasn't Garrett Wilson the offensive rookie of the year? Day-Day, wasn't Garrett Wilson the offensive rookie of the year? Day-Day, are you still uh, are you still alive? Or I'm... Are you still trying to find that Mets song? Or? <laughs> yeah, still okay. looking for the Mets Wasn't song. Wasn't Garrett Wilson the offensive rookie uh, of the year in the NFL? I need NFL? to double check, but I feel like he was. Yeah, yeah I, think he, I think he won the offensive rookie of the year. So, again, I, I would hope he breaks out. I mean, he was the rookie of the year offensively. Um, Chris Olave. Obviously, the two Ohio State wide receivers, Wilson and Olave, those guys were really good. How'd they not win a national title in college? I mean, when you think back about what, what – what Ohio State had in their wide receiver room, you know, a couple of years ago. Wilson, Olave, Marvin Harrison, Igbuka. Yeah, he was the rookie of the he was the offensive rookie of the year. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean Yep. Out of yeah. Lake Travis. Yeah. And and wasn't um uh was wasn't Sauce Gardner the offensive or sorry, the defensive rookie defensive, of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was a big deal because they got both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do remember. Yeah. Uh Sauce Gardner's tremendous player. So anyway. Um, so Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, coming in at number three, Drake London, and then Tyquan uh, Thornton um, and Justin Ross uh, comes in at number five. So uh, again, high praise for a an Atlanta Falcons player and wide receiver. Now look, I'm going to be curious to see how many targets Drake London ends up getting. At the end of the day, like I'm going to be curious to see what his target total was or what what it's going to be 
for this upcoming season. Last year, he had 117 targets to lead this team. Now, again, they only got 10 games out of Kyle Pitts. And with Patterson having some injuries, obviously Tyler Algier played a bunch but didn't start a whole lot. Now you add in the mix Bijan Robinson. Now you add in the mix Jonu Smith. And I wonder if that same 117 targets are going to be there. Are those same number of targets going to be available to him? And I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, disputing. Now, I do think his catch percentage has to go up. He was only 61.5%. I think even get that, if he can get that, you know, 67, 68%, now we got something there. But I wonder if he's going to get the same 117 targets. Maybe he will because maybe we'll throw the ball a little bit more. Obviously, we were one of the least, you know, passing teams in the NFL, right? We're still going to be a run-heavy team, but maybe we balance out a little bit more. So I wonder if that 117 target number is going to be comparable to what he had last year. And I'll say, look, if he, even if he gets, he had 72 catches for 866 yards last year, okay? Let's say he gets 65 catches. He brings that yards per reception up to 14 or 15, and he takes the four touchdowns and doubles that number. Okay, now now I'm in on Drake London because I'll, I'll let him have, even if he has less catches, 65. But he increases his yards per reception and doubles his touchdown total. Now he got some. And increases catch percentage. Increases catch percentage. Go to about 67 to 68% in catch percentage. Okay. Now we got something. Now we're cooking with grease here. So should be interesting to see what happens. But, again, um, all good news for all these Atlanta Falcons players. So, um, you know, every everywhere we turn is more good news for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, when we get back, Pat Benson is going to join us. We'll talk some Atlanta Hawks with him in this offseason coming up. Chuck me in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, not to the game, Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening. As, uh, well, listen, the uh, Atlanta Hawks, besides just the offseason, we, uh, we may have some scrubbing of social media going on uh, around uh, these parts. So let's uh, head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Pat Benson. Covers uh, sneakers for Fan Nation, covers the Atlanta Hawks as well. And follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Pat underscore Benson underscore Jr., Pat, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes, man. Thanks for uh, jumping on the show with us. As always, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, John. So, you know, what do we make of this sneaker scrubbing and, you know, all these things about, you know, everything Atlanta Hawks related has been scrubbed off of Trey Young? I mean, anything to read here or, you know, is it just a a whole lot of nothingness? Yeah, so I think – for everybody else who may not be as plugged in as uh, you and me as much as we are. So basically, Trey Young, he updated his uh, social media account, and it just basically promotes his update, his unreleased sneaker, his third signature sneaker with Adidas. However, what you're referring to as scrubbed is there's no more reference to the Atlanta Hawks. And I think this one is maybe a little bit overblown just because um, – Trey Young, he messes with his social media accounts a lot. I don't think he's signaling anything to us that he's wanting out or requesting a trade or anything like that. I think a, uh, a Twitter, a few different you know social media accounts, not dependent on anybody, kind of took it and ran with it, and now it's become this story. So I'm not ready to signal the alarm yet. More importantly, what did you think about Trey Young's comments? Um, let's start with the Nate McMillan comments about – how good of friends they were, and it was hard, and this, then, and the other. Uh, while I understand that they were not going to just, you know, have a a, a fist fight in the locker room yeah. <laughs> or in the hallway, you know, look, there where there's smoke, there's fire, and there was angst between those two. And you know, again, I I definitely think that there was a philosophical difference in some things. But what did you make about his comments when he talked about Nate McMillan? Yeah, so I thought the whole thing was interesting. On the day of game one of the NBA Finals, Trey put out the first episode of his podcast. And as expected, he was pretty diplomatic when it came to discussing his former coaches, especially Nate McMillan. And in a little, to your larger point, I think Trey is going to have to be you know, really careful, you know, and he will be careful not to say the wrong things on those podcasts. But, yeah, I mean, nobody's buying that. We know that. 
they had that big falling out during a morning shoot around. I want to say it was in November, December. It was back during the fall, and um, Trey didn't even come to the arena that night. And it really made McMillan look bad. The team ended up winning anyway, despite Young's absence. So, yeah, I mean, we know that they did not always get along, and that's okay. That's normal. That's part of the NBA. Coaches and players don't always get along, but I don't think anybody's buying that they're, you know, that they were great friends. I'm sure they're still cordial if they ever cross paths, but that that coaching change does not take place without Trey's stamp of approval. Right. So I don't think anybody's buying that. Pat Benson covering the Hawks for uh, SI.com, joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. The other part of the comment that I thought was very interesting is talking about Quinn Snyder and the idea of, and we've heard this from Trey and some other players, the idea of shooting more threes. Now, Pat, they were 21st in the NBA in three-point shooting. And I say that because, you know, when you saw this team at times, I mean, it wasn't just Trey Young. I mean, they were a – look, John Collins was a very poor three-point shooter um, this year. And the idea of that they that Quinn Snyder wants them to shoot more threes – I mean, I understand some of the, the philosophy behind it, but I'm not sure that in a practical sense it makes a lot of sense for the Hawks to do that. As the roster is constructed, you're, you're exactly right. Right now, um, they're not the best three-point shooting team, but I think major – not major. I think significant changes are coming this offseason. It's Landry Field and Kyle Korver's first full offseason as uh, – as the head of the front office, it's Quinn Snyder's first full offseason as the head coach. So no doubt they're going to um, remake the team to make it uh, more, you know, just to add some outside shooters. I think they overcorrected last year, uh, last summer, because it, uh, defense was such an issue. They were one of the top two three-point shooting teams in the 21-22 season, but then they overcorrected the following offseason. Uh, most notably with the the terrible Kevin Herter trade. You know, we won't go into that one. So now I guess they're going to try to yeah, add some outside shooters. And you're right, right now they don't need to be shooting a lot of threes. But um, hopefully after uh, shuffling the roster around a little bit, they'll be able to compete because it's obviously a three-point shooting league. Pat, is there – I mean, look, I'm, I'm all on the Jalen Brown train, and, and I want to – do whatever they have to do to try to find a way to bring him in. But aside from a Jalen Brown, is there a player or two that you think the Hawks could be in the mix for in a trade scenario? I mean, obviously, if they're going to look to change this thing up, they're going to have to trade some some players because, yeah. again, th th there's no free agents by, by and large. I mean, other than you know a couple of you know vagabonds, but I mean, there's no real yeah. free agents on this team, so it's going to have to be through trade. Is there a guy or two that you've identified that you think could be a good fit for this team? I think it's been quiet so far. I haven't heard any tangible reports involving the Hawks. I think the Jalen Brown stuff is kind of a meme at this point. It's still, it's still a, a bit of a joke. And like you said, it's going to require um, uh, packing, packaging together multiple players to put together any kind of real offer if they're looking to bring back uh, – a star player. And right now there's just no indication that that's the case, but you know what? The good news is we'll get an answer in 16 days, or at least we'll get a preliminary answer because the NBA draft is on June 22nd and that will be the very first moves of the off season. So they're, they're going to have to tip their hand a little bit because we're going to get an idea, you know, what they, 
with what they do with their draft picks, whether they whether they draft them, whether they trade them. We'll start getting an idea in just over two weeks. With the fact that, again, most of your team is under contract, um, you know, with that 15th pick, I, I understand the idea of best available player, but doesn't that feel like a pick that is immediately going to report to College Park? I mean, isn't that – I mean, isn't that a guy who you draft and you stash him down in the G League? Because I, I just don't see how a rookie is really going to get any minutes that would be worthwhile versus having a guy playing every night down in the G League for College Park. Yeah, I mean, historically speaking, you're right. I think A.J. Griffin really surpassed those expectations. Um, he, you know, nobody was expecting him to play or play as well as he did this season. But you're right. Usually, most of the time, if you're in the middle of the first round, it, you're taking on a project more than a prospect. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they could use the chief uh, contract, though, right now Without doing anything, without making any moves, the Hawks are already $8 million over the luxury tax, and they've got to find a way to improve the roster anyway. So uh, that's why all eyes are on this NBA draft, because we're going to get an idea of what they plan to do. And um, I think it makes sense to draft a player, you know, try to develop him, and just benefit from having a cheap contract at the end of the bench. What do you think about the hiring of a Brittany Donaldson? She becomes the first female coach uh, in Atlanta Hawks history and going to do a lot of things with analytics and obviously she's got that kind of background what do you think about that hire very impressive she she has a very impressive resume she's only 30 years old I'm 33 so immediately you know when you hear a coach being hired that's younger than you you have to reevaluate what you're doing with your life because she's really got a resume and I think she's going to be great uh super analytical and um very well versed in uh, player development so I think she's going to be an excellent addition to Snyder's staff which is really really bulked up when you look at the different pieces like Mike Bray that he's added so yeah I'm excited about everybody uh, Snyder's added to um, to his coaching staff yeah and I was going to ask you about that I mean you know there's been some interesting folks that have been part of this staff I mean you know Mike Bray I think what Antonio Lang is uh, here now, I mean, Brittany Donaldson, I mean, th there are some very interesting pieces and, and maybe, you know, some people that are, I, I don't know how to say this, I mean, retreads or things like that. I mean, but, yeah. you know, but I, I think that there's a eclectic mix, let's say, of guys and girls that are on this staff right now for him. Yeah, I think so. A lot of different demographics, different ages, different backgrounds. I think that would be great. I think one thing about McMillan's staff is although they were definitely – they had plenty of experience, uh, a lot of them, um, uh, like you said, were kind of retreads, you know, some some veteran coaches who have been around for a while. And it seems like this new coaching staff has a good mix of young blood, young talent, and as well as some, some older, wiser coaches, more experienced. So I have full faith in Snyder and the new front office. They, they know what they're doing. You know, it's um... – it was interesting because we got, I don't know, not, not too long after the Nate McMillan firing and um, when, when Quinn Snyder was, uh, you know, being hired, we got all the press conferences from Tony Ressler. And I, when I say mm -hmm. press conferences, the, the, the media yeah. rounds and things like that. But it's been very quiet. And, and I understand that, that he wants his guys to do things. But I, I do think that they're – I think going into this off season, I do think that there has to be some clarification about 
the direction we're going to go. To your point, they're nine million dollars over. They're nine million dollars mm-hmm. into the luxury tax as is, just standing pat. And again, am I going to have to wait for moves to see whether or not they're going to stay in the luxury tax? Or you know what I mean? Like there, like the, I think that there are no. some things that Tony Ressler would do himself well to give some Hawks fans more faith yeah. and confidence about the direction of what the franchise is going to have. You're right. That's an interesting observation. We haven't heard from Tony Ressler for a while. I think he felt kind of burned, um, whether it's self-inflicted or however you want to look at it, after the coaching changes and the front office overhaul midseason. I, I think he was tired of being the story himself. So since then, we really haven't heard from him. I remember last year after the season ended, he held a press conference, and mm-hmm. that didn't happen this spring. So you're right. I think he wanted to take a step back, let um, uh, Fields and Corver and Snyder, you know, uh, be the face of the organization. But, yeah, it would be nice to hear from the owner. We haven't heard from him in some time. And I don't see how they're going to avoid the luxury tax, to be honest. I don't think they're going to be able to do any more backflips or gymnastics to avoid it. I think it is happening. Now it's just a matter of trying to improve the roster. Yeah, and, and I, I totally agree with you. It's just sometimes you want to feel like you have the direction from the top, right? I mean, mm-hmm. again, Landry – I mean, say what you want about Landry Fields or Kyle Korver or Quinn Snyder mm-hmm. when it comes to personnel. If Tony Ressler ain't going to go in the luxury tax – Tony Ressler ain't going to the luxury tax. It ain't going to be Kyle Korver, Landry Fields, or Quinn Snyder's decision. If he doesn't want to go in the luxury tax, they're going to do what they did with Herter last year and and move on from that $64 million extension that he signed. So, you know, that's why I say that, some you know, again, leadership is one of those things that starts at the top and goes down. And and it would feel like that it would give a lot more confidence to Hawks fans if you just – if you heard just even a little bit from the other, not talking about, you know, some of the things where, well, we're collaborative and we're communicative. Mm-hmm. No, concrete things, tangible things about, okay, we know we need to be in the luxury tax this year. Boom. You know, I mean, you say things like that and you don't kind of dance around the idea of, well, we're collaborative and communicative. I mean, that's that's why I think that the owner could come out and just make Hawks fans feel better because, I have all of these questions that I would want to ask and say, okay, what what's the direction of what we're going to do? You know, at first I was skeptical because I was thinking, why do we really want to be lied to again? Because he's he's hinted at, you know, he, like you said, he's 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 danced around the subject of the luxury tax before, and he's led us to believe before that um, he was willing to pay the luxury tax and that didn't come to fruition. But you're right. I would like – you convinced me. I would like some concrete benchmarks. Like, yes, we are willing to go over the luxury tax. Our goal this year is to advance to the second conference, second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah, as someone coming from the business world, he's a titan in the corporate world where – it's all very results-driven. Yeah, I would love to hear some concrete benchmarks from Tony Ressler. I think that would help a lot of Hawks fans rest easy. What do you think is the the goal that Quinn Snyder and this team has to achieve for this year? You know, that's a great question. I think uh, it's less about tra- less about uh, Quinn Snyder at this point and more about Trey Young at this point because uh, Quinn Snyder's entering the second of a five-year, four or five-year contract, so he's still, uh, you know, building something. Whereas Trey Young, he's been the face of the franchise since 2018, and at this point, I think it's uh, he needs to um, 
he needs to bounce back after a pretty rough individual season. It ended on a high, pretty high note individually for him, but I think this season's more about Trey Young than less about Quinn Snyder, and I think it's time to get out of the first round, two straight first-round exits after the miraculous conference finals run. So, yeah, at this point, he's going to be 25 years old next season. This this young core has been um, – been cooking together and been growing together for several years now and it's time for them to you know it's time to see what the final product looks like before they uh, throw in the towel on this young core altogether. sneaker reporter for fan nation also because atlanta hawks pat benson jr joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline you can follow him on his personal twitter page at pat underscore benson underscore jr and pat as always buddy appreciate a few minutes uh, tonight uh, and you know as well be obviously talking through the offseason here. It's going to be fun times, and we'll see what kind of big changes come through. I can't wait. Keep up the great work. You got it. John Chuckery, we'll be back. Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the key studios on this Tuesday night. Uh, we'll get to a sports flash here in just a second. Uh, Braves look like it, it could be 9 o'clock before they get this game underway. So I'm hearing about 9 o'clock is what some of the reports are that are coming out of Braves camp. So we'll see what, uh, what happens. But um, uh, Braves right now in a weather delay. We'll, we'll get to our song here in just a second. You know, right now, Day Day, they have the uh, thirty for thirty with of Bill Walton on, and I just kind of laugh laugh at this. Um, they they the ESPN caption of uh, with this little video about Bill Walton, they say during the nineteen seventy four NBA draft, Bill Walton was backpacking across the country. He didn't know he was drafted first overall until a grocery store worker told him. Did Bill Walton think he wasn't going to get drafted number one? Bill Walton is literally maybe the second best player in the entire history of the sport of college basketball. He'll never be number one because Lou Alcindor is far and away. Nobody even comes close 
to Lou Alcindor. But even in the year of our Lord, 2023, there aren't five guys in the history of college basketball better than Bill Walton. Where do you think he was going to get? They think he was just going to, they were just going to say, well, he's walking across the country camping. We're not going to draft him. He probably just, what was he? You said it was that he was in the 74 draft? Yeah. Oh, that's the year I was born. Um, so based on what I know about history and his history in particular, dude, he was like a young hippie. He wasn't, he was probably spaced out. Yeah, but again, <laughs> again, who I, I if I could get back, I mean, I could have told you he would have been the first overall draft pick. He probably knew, he probably just he probably just didn't care. I mean <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I didn't know if I was going to be drafted. <laughs> Oh, my God. <coughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> These guys just, ugh. All right. Um, all right, so I had to save you again because we went on my Twitter page and we found the song, right? You got it? Yeah. We I got, got it? it? All right. All right. So in honor of the uh, New York Mutts, who we will hopefully see here, Start up soon, like maybe nine o'clock. Start. Let's get. Uh, let let's let's go ahead and play our song. Let's let's crank it up and let's go ahead and play it. F the Mets. F the Mets. Step right up and F the Mets. Bring the kitties. Bring your wife. They're gonna suck for the rest of your life. F the Mets. F the Mets. Step right up and F the Mets. Bring the kitties, bring your wife. They're going to suck for the rest of your life. I hate the Mets. I see. I hate them. I, I hate them. I hate Buck Showalter. I hate, I hate them all. I hate Pete Alonzo. I hate all of them. I don't really like hate. I don't hate Scherzer. I love Scherzer. I love Verlander, too. But F the Mets. Screw them. They can't get beat bad enough. And that, what's that guy's name? That that Sal Bag of Donuts or whatever? Sal Licata or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Sal, Sal, Sal Licorice? He could pipe down too. Notice he isn't screaming and hollering about, you know, the division's over and anything like that. He learned his lesson. Yeah, I was going to say he learned his lesson. Learned his lesson. So, again, nice uh Nice to see it. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully here at 9 o'clock we should uh, get baseball underway. Uh, Bryce Elder and uh, Carlos Carrasco. And, um, again, the way these baseball games go, hell, it'll be an hour and a half and the game will be over, right? Games are moving along pretty fast. So, hopefully here the Braves can uh, get started here pretty quickly. So, we'll see what uh, what happens. Um, it does look like that guys are getting back on the field and kind of getting loosened up or whatever like that. I've seen guys walking around uh, – on the field out there, so hopefully this thing will get started up soon. All right, um, hopefully the things get started soon. Let's get to what's bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for what's bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. So, Day Day, you weren't here on the show when a couple few years ago we talked about the idea of. 
Santa Anita Racetrack. Have you ever heard of Santa Anita Racetrack? Yeah. Horse track? Yeah. I used okay. to live in California. So. Okay. So you're yeah. familiar with it. Yeah. Okay. A few years ago, they had over a 14-month period something like 40 horses die. Yeah. Because the track was piss poor, to say the least. Yep. And there were broken legs. There were even... Um, uh, a couple of the injuries were, were like hips. Uh, the, the horse's hip was out of socket. Like they were some of the craziest injuries that you'd ever heard of. Okay. Fast forward to 2023. Churchill Downs. What what race is held at Churchill Downs on an annual basis, Day Day? What race is uh, again? You have to come on the air. Yeah. What I, what what race is held at Churchill Downs in the state of Kentucky? Oh, the Derby. Yeah, the Kentucky Derby. Churchill Downs Incorporated is suspending racing operations on its iconic racetrack after a dozen horses have died over the previous month. The company said in a statement on its website. Obviously, it's the home of the Kentucky Derby. They said that uh, it said it will also undergo an internal review of safety and surface protocols while the commission, while the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission and Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority conducts an investigation. So you mean to tell me that they had to have a dozen horses die on this track before they said, yeah, you know what? This may not be safe. Not not six horses, not eight horses, not even ten horses. Now, once we get to 11, then we're going to suspend operations. Churchill Downs Incorporated CEO Bill uh, Karstengen, quote, what has happened in our track is simply upsetting, or sorry, is deeply upsetting and absolutely unacceptable. Well, they let 11, they let a dozen horses die. We need to take a more we need to take more time to conduct a top to bottom review of all of the details and circumstances so we can further strengthen our surface safety and integrity protocols. How about fix the track? How about do that? Fix the track. Something obviously has to be going on because we haven't heard about a dozen horses in a month dying at Churchill Downs. Um, Churchill Downs said it has not been able yet been able to identify a single factor as to what is causing all the injuries or detected a pattern linked with the deaths and reports from experts on the track have shown that there aren't there aren't any surface issues and is consistent with prior measurements taken from the track in years past. Uh, the company was in the middle of a, its spring meet, said operations will be suspended starting on June 7th and last through July 3rd. And the event will be relocated to Ellis Park in Henderson, Kentucky, starting this weekend. Quote, in addition to our commitment to providing the safest race environment for our participants, we have an immense responsibility as the economic engine of the thoroughbred industry in Kentucky, which provides jobs, income, and that. See, that's why they didn't let a, a, a dozen horses die. It's all about the dollars. By relocating the remainder of the meet to Ellis Park, we are able to maintain this industry ecosystem with only a, ma- a minor disruption. 
I don't call a dozen horses dying on your track a miner's disruption in a month. <clears throat> Not in a year, a month. We're grateful to the Kentucky horsemen for their support, resiliency, and continued uh, partnership as we collectively, oh, God, there's that word again, fi- work to find answers. Collectively, collaborative, communicative. How many ifs are we going to get? Um, Senior Vice President Kathy Guillermo of PETA condemned the move in a statement to media outlets. Quote, Churchill Downs must not play Russian roulette with these horses' lives by simply shifting the problem elsewhere. Putting the bullet in a different chamber could have the same lethal outcome. Until racetracks install synthetic surfaces and utilize CT scanning equipment to detect injuries, among other improvements, they can't pretend to be mystified by fatalities. I agree. We just saw 40 horses over a year die at Santa Anita. At the point where they had to shut, they had to shut down the track of all operations because so many horses were dying of freak injuries. You know, not just a broken leg, but they said like. Hip joints were coming out of socket and different things like that. Like painful injuries to the horse. Again, I'm not a PETA fan, but doesn't there have to be at some point it's like, okay, um, 12 horses in a month? That's finally your tipping point? And by the way, there's a lot of money in some of these horses. Now, again... Santa Anita, the average horse costs somewhere between ten dollars and $30,000, <clears> which may not sound like a lot, but one is that's still money out of pocket. Two is you never know what that horse could be, and if it, brings, if it could have brought in millions of dollars at some point. But again, just from the animal's perspective of it, how do we keep letting this happen? How, how does this keep happening from what? From, from, Two of the most legendary racetracks in the United States of America. Literally, two of the most iconic racetracks in horse racing history. We've seen all of these horses just dying on these tracks. Churchill Downs, Santa Anita. It doesn't get more tippy-top on the mountain than what those two tracks are. But again, it's all about the bucks, man. It's all about the bucks. A dozen horses die over the over a month period. Okay, well now we probably have a problem. That's literally day day a horse like every two days. Like that's literally almost a horse every two days. I mean, it's crazy. And again, I don't imagine that they race seven days a week at, at Churchill Downs. I don't imagine that there is a maybe there is a horse race. I don't know. I I, I could not speak for what all the different horse racing events are. But again, even if it's seven days a week of, of horse racing, don't you think that after, I mean, after you see six horses die in a two week period of time, right? If it's 12 in a month, let's just average it out. Six horses die over a 14 day period. That didn't cause the red flags to start going up in the air and saying, wait a second, something is not right here. Something is drastically wrong. Hey, we don't want a repeat of Santa Anita where 40 horses died over a year. 
We don't want to be that. No, no. We'll let a 12 die in a month. We're going to be way ahead of the curve on this one. We're going to be way ahead of the game on this. We'll get 12 to, you know, croak in a month period of time. I mean, in a year, that's only 144 horses. That's not even 40. Heck, we can way outdo that. <sighs> so much crazy. Let's let before we get out of here, let's play our Mets song again. Let's let's play our Mets song again. Let's 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 hear one more time the, the New York Mutts song. That that'll make me feel better. F the, the Mets. F the Mets. Step right up and F the Mets. Bring the kitties, bring your wife. They're gonna suck for the rest of your life. All right, that makes me feel better. That's what's bugging Chuckery. All right, top of the hour. Do we really need more threes from the Hawks? 404-726-0929. I'll open the phone lines back up to y'all. 404-726-0929. Do we need more threes from the Atlanta Hawks? Chuckery in the Key Studios. Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.